0: Hi, um, welcome to the Joy Revolution. My name is Shannon and I'm so excited to be on this podcast today. Um, I've been studying a lot for this, so I'm super excited. And yeah, so just a little bit about me, me before we jump in. First off, I am not poised when it comes to my words. And so when I uh, stumble over them, please forgive me. Um, it is just inevitable. But second, I'm from Arizona. I was raised in Arizona, I love the heat, and I love just hanging out, being with my family and friends, learning. Um, Currently I'm studying at BYU-Idaho, and I am in the child development major, so hopefully that works out. We don't know where God wants me to be yet. Well, he knows. I just don't know. So I'm still trying to work on that, Um, trying to figure out what he has in store for me and where he wants me in life, but something that has always been constant for me Um, has been my knowledge and my love of our Savior Um, throughout my whole life I have tried to be the best that I can and this podcast thank you Easton for letting me do this is helping me do that Um, as I've studied this last month preparing for this um, I've just really come to know that my Savior loves me and he loves each of you so let's jump right in why won't we Today on our podcast, we're talking about 2 Corinthians 8 through 13. Um, So, just a little recap previously, Paul has been talking to the Corinthians. Um, He talked about repentance, he talked about forgiveness, he talked about um, God's love for his children. And in 8 through 13, he's giving more advice. Um, He talks a lot about the poor and the needy he talks a lot about how Christ is um, simple when it comes to Jesus Christ it is simple and it is clear um, he also talks about being perfected in obedience but today I kind of wanted to focus in on um, the poor and the needy and so in 2nd Corinthians 9 in this chapter he's talking about how God loves um, when we serve when we give and when we sacrifice Um, that's exactly what jesus christ did he loved he served and all in all he sacrificed his whole life for us and for the people that he um, lived around at that time and so obviously god loves the sacrifice um and in this paul he says but this i say he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully so if you give a lot you're going to receive a lot if you give a little You'll receive a little. Um, But then Paul goes into more of the intent. Why are you giving a lot, or why are you giving little? He says, every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for love, or for God loveth a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that ye, always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. Now I was thinking about Specifically, verse 7, where it talks about every man according as he purposeth in his heart. So what, what your purpose is, why are you doing these things? Um, let him give. And he says, not grudgingly and not for necessity, but because God loves the cheerful giver. And this reminded me a lot of what my mission president would say um, or talk about. I served with Easton in the Santa Rosa, California mission. Um, and a lot of other people who have been on this podcast. So we have had, at least I have had an amazing time um, learning from them, um, but specifically our mission president. And there's one lesson that our mission president gave. It was talking about Laman and Lemuel and Nephi. And he was talking about their obedience. Now, Laman, Lemuel, and Nephi, they all did the same. They all left um, from Jerusalem into the wilderness, they all went back into Jerusalem for the plates. They went back into Jerusalem for wives. Like they, they all did the same thing. But what was their purpose behind it? Did um, we see that Laman and Lemuel? They were they did it begrudgingly. They did it out of necessity. But Nephi, he had a different outlook on it. He did it because he loved to follow our Savior Jesus Christ. He did it because he respected his father and respected the revelation that he was receiving from Heavenly Father. And I think about my life a lot. How often do I give grudgingly? How often do I give out of necessity? And unfortunately, it's a lot more than I would like to say. Um, Earlier today, it's Sunday when I'm recording this, um, I went to church and this wasn't my ward. I just went because... Um, I'm visiting Provo for a little bit and I need and I wanted to go to church and so I went to first hour to sacrament um, which was amazing I love sacrament and then I got a call from my sister and so I walked out as they were giving announcements um, at the very end of sacrament and I took that call and I asked my sister I said okay this is the perfect time to just leave and go home from church and it just in my heart I was like okay I gotta go I'm just going to go home. And I asked her, I said, hey, should I go to church? And she goes, well, you should probably go to church. And at that point, I was going to church out of necessity. I was going to church because I needed to. And then at first, I was a little pride- well, I was prideful, 100%. That's why I didn't want to go to second hour. And um, when I was like, okay, I have to go. That was grudgingly. I was doing it grudgingly. So I wasn't going to church. To gain wisdom and knowledge, to meet 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 people and help them find the light, and also help me find the light. Right, that's why we go to church is to find Christ's light. I was going just because that's what was expected of me, rather than because I loved my Savior. And this happened. Oh, this has happened a lot in my in my life. Um, last year, at the beginning of last year a lot of the things that I did relating to the gospel and to the church were done begrudgingly and out of necessity. I didn't have the the desire um, like I normally do. And I saw that in my everyday life. I wasn't as happy. I was um, just living a monotonous life. I didn't see purpose in what I was doing. And something clicked in my head after study and after prayer um, that I wasn't living the life that God had anticipated me to live, I was just going through life rather than living life, and I didn't have that joy that I wanted that I had that I had on my mission that I taught people about that joy just was absent in my life um, and I think it's because a lot of my my life I felt stress when it comes to the church, when it comes to the gospel. I felt overwhelmed by praying and reading my scriptures and going to activities and going to the temple and trying to get to all church activity like church meetings or ministering like everything just was building and it was overwhelming but as I was studying come follow me um, Paul said something obviously he's talking right now about don't give it begrudgingly give it because you love the Lord but in verse or in chapter four of second Corinthians I know this was um, last week's come follow me but this is just something that has stood out to me um he says we having the same spirit of faith according as it is written i believed and therefore have i spoken we also believe and therefore i speak so he's just saying this is what i'm saying right here knowing that which um that he which raised up the lord jesus shall raise up us also by jesus and shall present us with you and he's talking to the to corinthians um so he's saying that if you listen to us, we listen to God, we'll, we'll all be raised together, we'll all work together. Um, for all things are for your sakes, that our abundant grace might through the thanksgiving may, of many redound to the glory of God, for which cause we faint not. But though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. And I felt that outward man perishing, my, my physical body, I was drained, I didn't feel like I had the energy to go about life. Um, whether it was work or school or my relationships or specifically my relationship with God, I didn't have that energy. And at that point in my life, I didn't, kn- I didn't have that inward man. My spirit um, renewed day by day because I wasn't turning to God. I wasn't doing the things that God had anticipated with the right desire. Um, But it says here, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. So the things that are weighing us down, things like literally anything. It could be the need to make dinner. It could be the pull to find friends or the pull to get your bachelor's degree. It could be the pull to um, do well in your church responsibilities. Um, Those things weigh us down. But Paul, he taught us that when we're feeling that weight that if we turn to God with the right desire that that weight will be eased from us. Um, And that light will be or that burden will be lightened. Um, I love in the Book of Mormon this is in Mosiah let's see if I can pull it up real quick the, the people the I believe it's the Lamanites at this point I'll have to um, check that before I start telling you guys exactly what happens um, there's a people that are being held kind of in, they're in slavery and so much so that, wow, I'm really just blanking on where this is. I'm so sorry, guys. Um, so much so that the people holding them in this slavery, they. Okay, there we go. I was in the right chapter. I was just making sure. Um, they couldn't even pray. They said they put these people over them that if they saw them praying, that it would be punished. Um, and so this is Mosiah 24. And people in bondage let's see where it is so it says here in verse nine kind of because i butchered what i was just saying i'll just read it for you so you know exactly what's going on um for amulon knew alma that he had been one of the king's priests and that it had that he had believed the words of abinadi and was driven out before the king and therefore he was wroth with him for he was subject um for he was subject to king layman yet he exercised authority over them and put tasks upon them put taskmasters over them And it says and it came to pass that uh so great were their afflictions that they began to cry mightily to god and amulon amulon commanded them that they should stop their cries and he put guards over them to watch them that whosoever should be found calling upon god should be put to death and alma and his people did not raise their voices to the lord their god but did pour out their hearts to him and he did know the thoughts of their hearts and it came to pass that the voice of the lord came to them in their afflictions Afflictions, saying, "Lift up your heads and be of good comfort, for I know of the com- uh, of the covenant which ye have made unto me, and I will covenant with my people and deliver them out of bondage." And this is what the Lord says: He says, "And I will also ease the burdens which are put upon your shoulders, that even you cannot feel them upon your backs, even while you are in bondage." And this will I do, that you may stand as witnesses for me hereafter, and that they that you may know of a surety that I, the Lord God, visit my people in their afflictions. Um, I love that so much because that is a perfect example of of God's mercy. Um, his people were in bondage and they needed help and he came to them and he said, "I know what you're going through. I know how you're feeling. I know the weight that is on your shoulders." But through my Son, through Jesus Christ, I will lift I will lift those burdens um, and sometimes we read those stories, we hear about these stories, and it might just seem like a fairy tale. It might seem out of our reach. There's a book I was reading earlier this year. it's called Believing Christ I believe um, and In this, the author was talking about do we believe in Christ or do we believe Christ? Do we believe in his miracles that he's performed in the past? Or do we believe him that he will perform those miracles in our own lives? Um, And I know that as we continue in faith, as we continue to serve and to look to our Savior and our Heavenly Father that our thoughts will turn from believing in him and his miraculous powers to believing him and seeing those miracles in our own lives, seeing the joy come back into our lives after we've maybe been away from Christ for a little bit. Christ doesn't want us to be far. He's always with us. And even if you are far at this time, he's with you still, walking with you, holding your hand, guiding you. He'll never leave you because he loves you. And I'm so very grateful for Paul and his sacrifice to go and preach the gospel to not only the people in the old world, but also the people in the new world um, through his scripture and through his writings. I know for a certainty that as we turn to God, our lives will be changed. President Nelson talks about how when we repent, it's repentance isn't just changing your behavior, but it's also changing your breath, changing your thoughts, changing the way you do literally everything. And thus we can become that new person in Christ. We can be born again and changed. And on that conversion path, um, we'll be able to have that joy again. I know that God loves us, that that joy is possible, even in today's chaotic and stressful and worrisome world. It is amazing because God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to live and die for us so that we can have that joy. And I know that to be true. And I encourage you this week as you're going through your everyday life, as you're driving to and from work or school, or as you are driving home to take a a 10 minute nap in between responsibilities, Um, I invite you to look for the things that you may be doing out of necessity or begrudgingly. And then take that to God. Say, Heavenly Father, I'm reading my scriptures, but I'm not getting anything out of it because I'm reading it out of just the chance to say I did it. Please help open my heart. Humble me. Allow me to see what, what you want me to see. He will help you. And I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ, amen.